Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave, and welcome to Day 45 of Grace and Suffering. And AJ, what is the title for today? The title for today is Sitting with Jesus. I love Sitting with Jesus. And if you're following this Lenten podcast uh, as the episodes drop, it is Good Friday during the Lenten season. And there's a reason that uh, we designed this so that we talk about sitting with Jesus on Good Friday, because there are multiple ways we can sit with Jesus. Uh, One of which is on Good Friday, years ago, I started through tradition of going to Stations of the Cross on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And to me, I can't think of a better way to sit with or follow. In some cases, you actually follow um, each of the stations. But to follow Jesus through his passion on Good Friday is, for me, one of the greatest ways to be um, united to him and to be with him and to actually walk through what it is that he did for us and for the forgiveness that he gives us that we talked about in the last episode. So are you going to share your story about Jeff? Absolutely, I am. I, yeah, um, you're going to love the story. So so I guess we'll start with that. So, yeah. so, so talking about Good Friday, before Jeff got sick, um, and actually I didn't used to have work off on Good Friday, so um, it wasn't something that I did as a tradition until um, after, I guess, Jeff got sick. But because I wasn't working anymore and our stations were at 3 p.m. on Friday, which is the time that Jesus gave up his life for us, I would go to to, uh, Stations of the Cross and Jeff would go with me. Um, After a year or two, it got so that he just wasn't um, physically up for going to Stations of the Cross anymore. So I would go with my mom. doesn't take too long. I'd get home. wasn't gone too long. Somebody would come sit with them. So in 2016, um, Good Friday rolled around, and and as as I did every year, I'd say, Jeff, want to go to stations? And I was totally expecting him to say, nope, thanks, though. He's like, sure, I want to go. And I'm like, oh, you do? And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I wasn't planning on that. It takes a lot of time to get you ready and get you there. But called some of our friends. They helped. um, We got Jeff to stations of the cross. Now, at St. Stephen on Good Friday, typically as part of the Friday, Friday evening service, when we venerate the cross, which is another great time to just sit with mm-hmm. Jesus in front of the life-size cross, um, like the size cross that Jesus would have been nailed to, yeah. um, this particular Good Friday, the cross was already in um, the sanctuary at 3 p.m. I didn't know why, and I thought it was kind of odd. So we did Stations of the Cross, and I thought to myself, I, I was like, well, Jeff can't do the veneration service um, Friday evening. So I'm just going to ask him if he wants to go sit in front of the cross for a little while. And he said, yes, which that didn't totally surprise me. So I wheeled his chair up there in front of the cross and I kind of knelt down beside him. I venerated the cross and then I leaned over and I was like, are you ready? And he's like, he shook his head. No, he blinked his eyes. No. And I was like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) So I kind of like backed away and I just sat down in a, a pew several rows behind him. And some of the friends that took us there and my mom were in the back of the church and all you could see was this huge life-size cross and this man in a wheelchair um, sitting in front of the cross. Mm. And I can honestly tell you that it was at that moment that I knew that Jeff had completely surrendered to God um, through his ALS. And it was, you know, oddly, probably one of the most beautiful sights I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, fast forward the story a little bit more. Um, I really believe that that's the moment in time that God let Jeff know, and here's how much longer, you know, you have in your journey here on earth. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I, and at that point I was just like, I had no idea how long to wait and let him sit in front of the cross because I think he could have stayed there, you know, forever <laughs> for a long time. Um, and I guess I just kind of sat and waited until, you know, Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, okay, go up and ask him now if he's ready to go. Cause he couldn't leave himself. So, um, but it was, it was the most amazing one that he even went mm-hmm. into just to watch him sit in front of the cross after, you know, over seven years of living with ALS and, um, you know, just see that progression of how much closer he got to God during that time. And that's part of what allows ALS to me to not be a totally ugly thing as it is because I saw what God was able to do in that. So what he did to you too. Well, yeah. I mean, being able to witness that and be a part of that was, I mean, it's a a gift, a privilege. Well, you weren't going to reconciliation before all this started. You weren't going to daily mass before all this started. There are things that just totally transformed in your life through that seven-year journey with Jeff um, that that were completely amazing. And as you recount the story, it's so moving. I almost don't even want to comment on it. But I think for people that are suffering, we're all, uh, anybody who's gone through suffering or is going through suffering, stand in front of the cross. I mean, I think you're already doing that. But I think, I don't know that we're, we're really realizing that's what's happening, that we're standing in front of the cross and we're, we're called in that suffering to, um, as painful as it can be sometimes, is to unite ourselves up on that cross right. with, with Jesus. Um, because that's really kind of where you are. Right. I mean, that's where Jeff was at, right? After after seven years of suffering with ALS and everything else, I mean, um, to I, I can only imagine what he was experiencing, right? Right. That this there's this probably this union on the cross that was going on as you know the unveiling of his um, last little bit of time was was right. probably being shared with him by God, like you said. Right. Well, and I. You know, the whole concept of venerating the cross is to just lay your troubles at the foot of the cross and at the same time to remember what Jesus did for us and why he did it for us. And we had started going to the Holy Week services um, when Jeff was well. Um, But I can tell you, they took on a whole new meaning when Jeff was sick, Mm -hmm. as did reconciliation. I had been a few times um, before Jeff got sick, but the need... And, and again, it was, it was that tether that Lisa talked about, you know, I just, I just felt this pull without even completely comprehending why. And I think it's been, <clears throat> you know, me really wanting to do something with everything that, that Jeff and I went through that I've really been able to start putting words and names on some of the things that, you know, were drawing me and, and happening, I guess, during that time. You know, when you said lay things at the foot of the cross, I mean, there wasn't, um, it's like you can't be removed from these things, right? And so as much as as much as much we, you know, we have the symbolic things where we, like on Crucio, where we, we lay our worries at the foot of the cross. But the reality of it is, is even when you look at the women, right? And you look at Jeff, there's nothing about those things that we're laying at the cross that are removed from who we are. Exactly. That are removed from the fabric of who we are, are removed from the fact that we still have to deal with this, Right. What happens is, is we actually get on the cross of Christ. We unite ourselves with with him and he enters and we enter into that together. Mm. 
right? Because it's only through his saving power that we even get through it, right? That we get to the, the resurrection. Well, I, and I think that your description of that is exactly what I mean when I said going to those services before Jeff got sick yeah. took on a totally different meaning after he got sick. But before it was kind of like, okay, here's God, here's what I'm dealing with. I really hope you can help me with it. And, you know, okay, I'm going to move on with my life and hopefully things will get better because I've done this. Yeah. But when Jeff was sick, I mean, granted, I know God absolutely could have given Jeff a healing miracle. But as I think we talked about in a previous episode, it wasn't negativity on our part. I think it was a closeness, a getting closer to God that we just didn't, that's not what we foresaw as being his path. Right. Um, and, you know, we kind of, I don't want to say we were okay with that, but we, the difference is attending veneration of the cross after got, Jeff got sick and clearly after watching him sit in front of the cross, it wasn't a laying it in front of the cross to get rid of it. It was a surrendering it to Christ to do with, like I, I'm, this is still who I. This is still a part of what I am am here on this earth, in this earth. And what is it that God you want me to do with it? That that maybe we haven't already done. What what are the next steps? Yeah, I think I think for um, Jeff, in a lot of ways, spiritually, he experienced his resurrection before he died, because there was um, from the way you've described it, there was such a certainty in his relationship with God that there was no fear, as you've suggested, because he said, I don't want to change this path anymore. So there was no fear in Jeff in terms of dying. And so in a real sense, right, he had united his sufferings, died to the fear and everything, right, and was resurrected in the certainty of knowing who he was going to be with for all of eternity. This is crazy wild. Right. And I, I would say that everything you just said is true. All the while, he was still human and he had his moments, you know. Don't we so all? That, so that's not to say that, oh, you can finally do it and things will, you know, you know, the day to day things won't bother you anymore. But it was that it was that underlying, you know, occasionally you had to remember it, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah and so. Sure. But yeah, it was it brought us it brought a degree of peace for me that I don't even I still can't really fully comprehend, which makes sense because it's God, it's God right? right. And I can't sense, totally God. comprehend God. Um, but it but it is, it's amazing. And it's so have you experienced your resurrection with regards to all of this? I think I'm well, I believe I'm getting a whole lot closer. Um I don't know that I have a hundred percent because I still think I have some work to do. Okay. Let me just say something. I, I think AJ's doing magnificent and I think she is being resurrected through all of this. Here's the thing. You don't do it. AJ, you don't do it. Right. It's Jesus that does it. And so that's so, one of your trick questions. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I'm just, just, it kind of resonated yeah. with me because we all try to do these things. And the reality of it is it's only accomplished through the, through the work of Christ. It is only accomplished through the work of Christ, but we have to be willing to, as you guys have said in a recent Silence in a, in a Year episode, collaborate with God. Good to hear you're listening. And no, so, no, no, and your heart's definitely open. Right. But it's God that will do the work in you. Well, it is, but but I, I guess my point is the reason that I don't feel like I am fully there is because I don't think I have fully surrendered everything that I need to. What have you not surrendered? I'm still figuring that out. I think... Well, my busyness, that's one thing. I'm, and that's why I say, and I think I'm getting close, because I at least have come to the realization that 
I've always liked to be busy. I've always liked to be around people. So it, it was easy for me to say, well, then I'm just going to do that now. Right. But I want to take everything that Jeff and I went through and not just go back to what I was before. You know, I got married before he got sick. I wanted, I want to do something more with that. And the busyness helped me get through those first few years where, you know, I, I did feel pretty lost and useless and all that good stuff. Um, but now I'm like, you know what, I need to, I need to back off of some of the busyness. I mean, some of the things are good. Some of the things I feel like I need should do, but I need to spend more time truly being quiet, truly listening. Which is uncomfortable for you, exactly. especially yeah, in exactly. this house where you're by yourself. Well, exactly. Right? Cause I feel like I do it all the time. So here's <laughs> the thing. I mean, Jesus said to the apostles, um, you will do these works and greater. So I'm going to submit to you, AJ, that the Lord, um, is going to do even greater things through you as a result of all of this. And I, I, I think the groundwork is being laid for that. I can't wait to see um, what's going to, you know, happen with this for, you know, for years to come and how the Lord's just going to magnify Jeff and you and his glory and in, in, in everything that you'll do with this. So it's pretty exciting stuff. I appreciate it. No, so, absolutely. So yeah. one of the things I'm going to do a little bit more is um, in the Catholic church, we have the, um, the opportunity for Eucharistic adoration mm -hmm. um, where because Jesus is present in the Eucharist, we can truly sit in the presence of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I have been doing that more and intend to do it more, but I'll never forget. Actually, the first time I met you, you said, well, just sit with Jesus in adoration. I'm like, well, what do I do? Do you remember this? <laughs> You're like, AJ, you don't have to do anything. Right. So I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's the case. Yeah. Um, but actually, it is a it's a wonderful opportunity to either sit in silence, sit with music. You can take spiritual reading, prayers, um, mm -hmm. just any time that 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 we're willing to just sit with Jesus and be with Him and and basically just be grateful for what He's done for us. You know, I just have this like image that just came into my mind that when we sit in adoration with the Lord, right? You know, His body is a communion of all all people, right? Um, including Jeff. And so in a real sense, when you sit with Jesus, you're also sitting with Jeff. If you are sitting in adoration, you are also sitting with someone that you've lost in a real way, right? There's this spiritual communion that we receive mm -hmm. in mass and the same, the same is true in adoration. It's really cool. Never thought about it that way. That's it. That's all. Whose turn is it to pray? I think it's yours. I think it is. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Jesus, just um, help us to, help me in particular, help any of those who are struggling with it, to just be willing to sit with you more frequently, especially sit with you in silence. Um, I don't always have to have noise. I shouldn't always want to be talking and moving. Um, you spent a lot of time in prayer um, with your Father, and... We're so grateful for the opportunities you give us to just sit with you. I'm also very grateful for you being with Jeff and allowing him to sit with you and to commune with you and to understand a whole lot more about what he was going through and giving him the sense of peace. I just ask that for all those who are suffering and struggling. I just ask for your peace to um, be on them and for them to spend as much time with you as they possibly can to totally take advantage of the peace and the joy and the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy that you give. 
And we ask all these things in your name. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, we'll see you next time.